MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two from Scottsdale Stadium. It is a beautiful morning on this Monday and smiling faces looking back at me with Paulie and Seton, Fritzy, and yes, Marvin as well. Who has it better than we do? Somebody. Somebody does. Who? I don't think anybody. Oh, Kyrie does. Maybe. Do the Mavs have it better than we do? That was the poll question first hour. Uh, would you update the poll results from hour one, Seton O'Connor? I would love to do that for you, Dan. All right. Very excited about this poll question. Okay. Uh, yesterday, the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> got better or problems? All right. You want to guess? I'm going to say... 82% say problems. That is mean-spirited. Mean-spirited. Uh, they're finalizing the deal that sends Kyrie to the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks were plus 3,000 to win the title before the Kyrie trade. What do you think DraftKings has the odds right now? Yeah, Paul. Plus, ooh, plus 1,300? Plus 1,300, Marv. Plus 8,000. Plus 8,000. Oh, that'd, that'd be worse. worse. Going in the other direction. Problems. Okay. Fritzy? Plus 2,200. Seaton. Plus 1,700? Plus 1,500. Ooh, ooh, so close. That's, so close. Um, went from uh, plus 3,000 to plus... 1500. By the way, the Nets had the second best odds to win the title before trading Kyrie. The team now has the 10th best odds to win the title. Uh, LeBron is, what, 36 points away from uh, breaking Kareem's record. Yep. You got the game against Oklahoma City on uh, Tuesday night. Then you got the game against Milwaukee on Thursday night. Does LeBron stretch this out? Does he get like a. Average now thirty-one against Oklahoma City, just to drag it out a little bit. Five away from the all-time record, and he's going to play against Kareem's first team, the Milwaukee Bucks. Or does anybody think he just says, "All right, I'll knock this out on Tuesday night, and I'll get my thirty-six"? Yes, Pauling. But they are trying to win. No rim shot. They are trying to win all their ball games because, like, they can't really play a, a special game where, like, all right, it's the third quarter. Let's get it to LeBron, which is kind of the plan anyway. But they they need to win anything they can. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, the odds are right now that he'll do it against the Milwaukee Bucks on Thursday. Yes, Tom? Is there such a thing in a moment like this where you could have scoring management as opposed to load management, where if he's starting to score too fast and he's already got like 23 points and there's still like a whole second half left, maybe, you know, you don't shoot so much, you get a few more assists to your, to your record? Well, it goes back to what Paulie was saying. you got to win. That's the most important thing here. He's going to break the record, and I still want to get odds for him to break the record with the sky hook. Or his version of a sky hook. I still think that that's, that would be a nice little tribute to uh, Kareem. Yes, Marv. What if he misses his first attempt at a sky hook? Is the rest of, are the rest of his teammates like, all right, that was cute. You tried to be funny about that, or tried to be, you but, know, but, but sentimental. That, okay, that's the tribute that he did try to do it. And then he'll move on, and then he'll just have a uh, you know a breakaway dunk or something. Yeah, Paul. I, I was watching a little bit yesterday, and I was watching uh, who was I watching? But uh, the 76ers. And I hadn't watched a Sixers game in a while, and I'd heard about Harden's traveling. 
He was traveling, not traveling, but carrying the ball. Mm. He carries it so much that they can't call it, or else they call it a couple times per possession. He was walking it down court, right? And he was dribbling kind of to the right side over by the bench. And he put it in his hand like like a cup, you know, like like this. And then he paused for a second, and then he put it back down on the floor. I thought he's calling timeout, and he was holding the ball. And the ref didn't do anything. They just won't call it. They won't call carrying. I don't understand when it, you know, all of a sudden we had this transition where you were allowed to do it. Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, that's that's good. Unless they were trying to get more offense in the game, and they allowed you to carry the ball. But it's to the point now where... The NBA can do it, but then you see college guys who want to do it, and then high school players want to do it, and even younger players who want to do it. And, uh, you know, it's one thing that Steph Curry said, hey, everybody gets to shoot threes. I don't want everybody to be carrying the ball like Kyrie does. Yes, Marv. Yeah, like uh, John Morant, when he gets a, you know, head full of steam, that ball is right underneath his, underneath his palms so no, bad. No, it's terrible. It's like resting. It's not even like a carry where you carry under. You kind of hesitate in the air like a Matrix move, and then it comes back down again. All right. Uh, we'll get to phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Our thanks to the San Francisco Giants, who let us have the run of their stadium, the uh, training camp, uh, training site. Yeah, more. Do we get to do batting practice at all? I don't know. There should be players who will show up here today for this is their uh, training camp site, but I don't know if the cages are going to be rolled out this morning. But if so, sure, you can get in there and take a little BP. Yeah, Paul? There, I went downstairs. There's two pitching machines down there. Ooh. I didn't fire them up. They were plugged in. There's a bag full of baseballs. Mm. There's a bunch of bats. How about we wait later in the week? You know, we want right. to be on our best behavior <laughs> to start. They were very nice to let us have the entire stadium. I, I checked the contract and the paperwork. It doesn't say we can't slide in a home plate. I looked it all over. It does not say we can't slide in a home plate. Who do you think could run around the bases the fastest? No, After uh, me? Yeah. Who gets second place? Is that what you're asking? I think that somebody could run the bases and get to home before you got to second. Wow. Whoa. I think that might be a safe bet. <laughs> Wait, I now, by somebody, it. you mean like an elite athlete or one of us here? One of us. Sheepers. I, I think Marv could probably do that. 40 pounds ago? Maybe. Now? You keep telling us how fast you used to be. Oh, well, then that, you, I said used to be. I know, but that, okay, so now you're just sort of fast. Well, that's faster than any of us, and you're younger than all of us. Yeah, see. My money is actually on Paul, because the motivation to humiliate Fritzy that way <laughs> right. would be like just such a motivator for him <laughs> that he would be like... You're right. I will say I'm wearing jeans and long underwear, and I had a breakfast burrito. <laughs> oh, I got a fact of all these long things. Underwear. You got underwear on? I have long underwear on. <laughs> I was told it was going to be so freezing. It's, it's, long underwear. it's, it's beautiful here. It's <laughs> probably in the uh, mid-40s right now. Black, silky, stretchy, long I don't, okay. uh, Let me, let me right. visualize oh. that. Oh. oh, Say it slower. So if I, go, <laughs> if I run slow, it's because of the extra say it. long, silky, silky. stretchy, yeah. say it Thank you. black Thank underwear. You. Long <laughs> underwear. Thank you. You are a sick man. Thank you, Todd. Thank you. What I'm wearing? Yes, Paul. I, I think Seton's right. I've never run the base before because I've never played baseball. I think I'd have to take a break at second base looking at the distance, but if Fritzy's in front of me, I think I could run the whole way around. I took a break at second base my entire high school. Whoa. <laughs> we know some guys who are born on third, though. Mm. All right. Uh, <laughs> 877-3DP-SHOW. We had a good time with J.J. Watt, good-ass dude who joined us in the first hour, and uh, he said that he was going to retire, really, no matter what. It had nothing to do with his heart. Uh, being a new dad, he just thought it was time. He went through the game of operation with all the surgeries. And I forget, because it felt like there was a run where every year he was having some kind of major surgery. But he said he's done. He's going to talk to the TV networks this week, maybe do some TV. Didn't rule out coaching as well. But uh, I go back to that Super Bowl in New Orleans when he first joined us. And then after he was with us, he found out later that day he got his uh, first NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Coming up, we'll check in with uh, the Nets, Frank Isola. He covers the Nets, and we'll get his thoughts on both sides of this. There's a lot of, I'd say, hope that uh, Kevin Durant could end up here in Phoenix. And I don't know what the Nets could get in return. Um, I don't know if Kevin Durant wants out after Kyrie. I mean, he was surprised, reportedly surprised. But I thought the biggest news out of this was the owner, Joe Sy, the Nets, was not going to trade Kyrie to the Lakers, no matter what. Uh, because Kyrie wanted that, and he was not going to acquiesce to him. The NFL unveiled the new Pro Bowl. I'm fine with it. Um, it it's better than the old ones. Uh, and I go back to when they actually played each other and hit each other. 
they don't want to. I don't blame them. Now it's now it's more just for the audience. It's for the fans. It's for everybody 30 and under. I'm fine with it. I don't expect anything out of it. Like, we made it seem like, oh, my God, we got to fix the Pro Bowl. How about you just do away with it? I mean, I would have been fine with that. This was better. And I want to get back to how do you... How do you put this on somebody's resume? You were a Pro Bowl player, okay? It should be the first team that's named. No no alternates, none of that. First team, that's it. Those are the only guys who get to use this on their resume. You're honored with the Pro Bowl, and then you have the game. If you want to be part of the game and you want to bring in Tyler Huntley to play in the game, fine. The first guys, the first team, those are the only guys who can put that on their resume. If you're in the three-point shooting contest, you weren't an NBA All-Star. You were in the three-point shooting contest and the slam dunk contest. But I don't want to be get-off-my-lawn guy, but I, uh, I'm okay with what the activities were. And they wanted a younger audience, you know? And, and so I, I judge this, the success of the Pro Bowl, by this. If uh, the older guys don't like it, then it was a success. If they're, they're upset about the Pro Bowl, then you know what? You did your job. The NFL did their job and the Manning brothers. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, you're a get-on-the-lawn guy today. Yeah, I'm okay you, with that. You want people on your lawn. I want them on my uh, outfield here. Well, that place, I took a little nappy-nappy yesterday there. It's like a three-quarter inch, beautiful cut. Yeah, I look out, and I thought there was a dead body in center field. <laughs> it was Paulie. He was taking a nap yesterday in the outfield here. I'm like... Okay. I got sun on one side of my body. <laughs> it was really gorgeous. All right. Uh, what's the poll question? Are we going to stay with that poll question for uh, hour two? Uh, well, we could go with uh, what you're just talking about. Like, we could say you absolutely loved the new Pro Bowl format. You know Hell what? Hell yeah, or? Let me save that for the third hour because Ross Tucker, our good buddy, is going to be with us. Nice. We're going to talk basketball coming up, and I'll uh, give Frank Isola the results of the poll question. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, let's see. Clinton, New Mexico, joins us on the program. Hi, Clint. What's on your mind? What's going on, Dan? How you guys doing? Good, bud. Um, uh, so my question is: the rumors are escalating about the Raiders and uh, and Aaron Rodgers, and Raiders need help on defense. And but Rodgers will have a good running back, you know, <laughs> leading rusher of the year last year, and he can get rid of the ball quick because he sees defenses like very few others. So he doesn't have to worry about that pass blocking horrific line of the Raiders. I was just trying to see what your feelings on that, if it does or doesn't happen. Uh, I'm not in the Aaron Rodgers business here, but, um, you know, he played at Pebble Beach. Uh, he ended up winning Pebble Beach, the Pro-Am, and he did say he was not going to the Niners. I, I, I don't even get into the speculation business with him because I don't, I don't really know. I don't have any source here, and anything I say would just be like, okay, what should he do? Well, I hope he stays in Green Bay, but... If he doesn't, then, you know, the Raiders certainly makes a lot of sense. I don't see him going to, you know, Devontae Adams. I mean, connect the dots there, but I get tired. I get tired. Like, where is he going to play? It's like Tom Brady. And then what happened? Nobody had it right because he was going to Tampa or retiring. Everybody was like, oh, uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to go too. And then, you know, it's because we want the story to be something different. It's called wishful reporting where we go, you know, it goes back to what I said about OBJ. Not one member of the media said, can he play? Is he healthy enough? That didn't stop anybody because this had to do with he's going to the Cowboys. He's going to go to the Cowboys. Okay, can he play? And we found out that he couldn't. And then he got upset with me because he called me an outsider. Well, I'm a damn good outsider, OBJ. You played more this year. Yes, I did. I had a better year than OBJ did this year. Yeah, Paul. I was watching a little bit of the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and Rodgers was really engaging the crowd. And like one guy would yell, have Devontae Adams uh, buy you a house. He goes, he's got that big contract. He should. But then media's like, Rodgers discusses rumors? <laughs> I wouldn't say he discussed rumors yeah. of going to the Raiders. He answered a, a guy with eight beers in his hand. Yeah, you have to understand how the media works sometimes in strange ways. It's like, you know what? We want to shoehorn something in here. We want to, this is the story we want. It might not be true, but that's the story we, Brady to the Jets, I'm hearing. I mean, like, uh, Kyrie to the Lakers, okay. Like, you, after a while, you're like, just, there's certain people I trust, and when they report it, they're not trying to troll you. They're just trying to get out the right information. It's everybody else who just wants to lead to that speculation. And then everybody has to kind of react to that. Hey, I'm hearing. Like Kevin Durant to the Suns. That was rumored before. 
That's not something new, so that could actually happen, in my opinion. The question is, what's, you know, what do the Suns give up? Because you can't just go, we're going to add KD. Well, if the Nets got that haul for Kyrie, what are you getting for KD? When's KD going to be 100%? Is he going to be 100%? He's 34 years of age. Yeah, Paul. I want to go back to Kyrie to the Mavericks. Do you think the Mavericks' thinking is, we get them for this year, we're competitive, they're 28-28. and 28. They're four games away from the two seed in the West. So, you know I, know, I know you may think that they're not competing for a title this year, but now they are a little bit. Yeah. And if he somehow likes it down there, they signed the contract, they didn't give up a ton. If not, he goes free agent, they didn't give up a ton. So it's, there, there doesn't seem to be a big downside for the Mavericks long term. But what if you lose him? You've given up draft picks, and you've given up two guys that can start. Yeah, two guys who could start and get you to twenty. I like Dinwiddie. I like I like I like what you know the players that they gave. Those are good complementary figures. Now you're bringing in an alpha here, or a guy who's always wanted to be an alpha, and now you know it's Luca's team. And I think that's the tricky part with all of this. Yeah, Mark. Do you think it's going to be maybe like a, when he was with LeBron, a your turn, my turn? Like you know what? All right, you go off. All right, you pass the ball <laughs> off it, because mm. look, LeBron was ball dominant, and they were pretty successful. So could it be a all right? It's your turn to go off. All right. Do you think Luke is going to be okay with that? Uh, no. Yeah, I I don't think so either. Yes. He, then why do you agree to this then? Does he have some secret way to use Kyrie that we're unaware of right now? Or I don't. I would love <laughs> to know what that conversation was like. Where they go? Uh, hey, we just uh, we just made the trade uh, here. Uh, hold on, Luca wants to talk to you. Uh, you're gonna pass the ball to me. I still want to dom- I still want to average thirty points a game. Yeah, see. Remember when? Uh, for some reason, this makes me think of. Remember when Carmelo signed with? Uh, uh, okay, see. Yeah, yeah, and they were like, "So, are you comfortable with a role coming off the bench?" And he just sat there. And he's like, "Oh, me? You mean me? You're talking to me?" Yeah. Just laughing. That's kind of what I so, like, yeah. are you comfortable uh, not having the ball in your hand? And Kyrie's like. Uh, you're talking to me, not him. Oh, yeah, Paul. It does seem like Luca would be my turn, my turn, my turn. Your turn, <laughs> your turn. my turn, my turn. Yeah, yeah, more. My turn again. Yeah. Could this be a situation where Luca was like, "Look, I just need a better player to take all the pressure off of me." I know you want to still average your numbers, but you don't want to, you know, be well, like you want to have somebody who will take away the double team. Because if I if I got to the playoffs and I played the Mavs, I would double team Luca the entire time. And if somebody else beat me. Then I'm I'm okay with that, but now you can't do that. Now you got a guy who can single-handedly get you 40 points in a game if you need that, and they didn't have that before. All right, we'll take a break. Frank Isola, who covers the Nets, will join us. We'll talk to him about KD possibly leaving, why the owner was not going to send Kyrie to the Lakers, and what are the Mavs getting. So that'll be coming up. We'll get to more of your phone calls as we always do every Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. Again, thanks to the San Francisco Giants for letting us have. The run of their beautiful ballpark, one of my favorite, might be my favorite uh, spring training site. Spent many, many, uh, you know, springs here. Yeah, Paul. You and I got banged up a few times in that left field area. Yeah, there's probably, <laughs> probably you know, uh, credit cards out there. Or yeah, your tab's still open at one of those beer places. Yes. Let's take a break. I'm growing up now. Back, Dan Patrick show after this. Uh, I think Chad from Traeger is bringing his Traeger grill Let's go. to Scottsdale. Nice. Let's go. Well, he said, I can cook in the morning. It's 7 to 10 in the morning. I said, we're fine. We can have steaks in the morning. We can have burgers in the morning. So he's going to bring out the Traeger. By the way, Traeger's Wi-Fi technology, the Traeger app, you're going to love it. You can actually, I could sit here right now, and the Traeger grill could be 100 feet away, and I could just check on my app and see what the temperature is. Is he going to make something for desert? Dessert? All right, all right. Bloop? No. Let, sure? let him have it. No. He gave me a bloop. Come on, it's Monday. First let day him, of the week. Be positive. He's going to make something for desert because we're in the desert. It's in Arizona. Traeger Grill. Get ready. I, I, I'm distracting him. The high-quality, all-natural hard pellets, they're the best. Thank you, Todd. You're Instead a of dessert. You're yeah. a heat stroke. Desert instead Let of dessert. Let Traeger do the rest. Check out Traeger.com slash DP Show. Start shopping. And remember, use the promo code DP Show to get free shipping on everything. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're staying with the same poll question and from the first hour. Why are you guys laughing? What's going on? Seton <laughs> said something to me about, about Frank Isola, our next guest. But the way he said Frank was like uh, a Dave Chappelle skit uh, when Keeping It Real goes wrong. And we started just riffing on Chappelle skits. Get your hands off me, Frank! <laughs> <laughs> it's the best bit. It's just the funniest thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why are you looking Sorry. at me? Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was mostly Satan and I. I, you, I don't know. I don't know why I was looking at you. <laughs> Sorry, we just had a little bit of a laugh break. Yeah, I was, I was actually looking past you. Why did you think I was looking at you, Marvin? I was looking at Fritzy. Mm-hmm. I thought they were doing something from that Bill Murray movie where he goes, my name is Frank. My name is Francis. People call me Frank. Anybody calls me Francis, I'll kill you. Stripes. <laughs> That's a whole different reference. Thank you, Todd. Okay. Oh. We will give you our best and worst of the weekend coming up. We'll get to more phone calls as well. Frank Isola set to join us. The Net Studio host on Yes. Also the SiriusXM NBA Radio, the starting lineup host and contributor to Around the Horn. And pardon the interruption on the mothership. Frank, thanks for joining us. Why did Kyrie ask to be traded? And I don't think the Nets were going to give him the four years that he wanted, and how can the Nets give him that money? If you look at the games played, I believe the number is 156 games played, 141 he didn't play in, and your buddy Charles Barkley came up with a pretty funny uh, nickname for Kyrie, and I know Kyrie was insulted by it when he called him half man, half a season, but the numbers bear it out. That's the issue with Kyrie Irving. So Kyrie Dan has played great the last two months, as well as any player in the league. He leads the NBA in fourth quarter scoring, and I think Kyrie goes to the Nets, okay, I've proven you I'm a great player. Pay me like some of these other players in the league get paid, and the Nets said, well, no, no, it doesn't work like that. You forgot about the other three months. We get it. Two months you've been great. You got You conveniently forget about the other three years, I should say, not three months, three years that he's been on the team. The report was uh, Kevin Durant was surprised. How surprised do you think he was? Well, you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't I, – Surprised that that Kyrie Irving asked to be traded. Maybe that's the case because Kyrie had a uh, comment last year when he was asked about the team. He said, I'll never leave number seven. Well, that's what he just did. He asked to be traded. But also remember the timing of this. If you go back to last June, Kyrie Irving opted into his contract. That was the time when every team in the league, if Kyrie had opted out, would have had an opportunity to sign with the team as a free agent. He wasn't going to get the big money. So he opted into his contract with the Brooklyn Nets. 
the very next day, or maybe it was two days later, Kevin Durant asked to be traded. So the timing of that, is that just a coincidence? I don't know. You tell me. We'll get to KD here in a moment. Let's look at the trade from both sides here. Why the Mavs? You know, did they maybe not want to trade him to the Lakers? Perhaps that's a possibility. I think the one thing about the Laker deal, so you're talking about those two picks that a lot of teams want. We know Danny Ainge wants them really badly, the 27 and the 29 first-round pick. That's not going to do Kevin Durant any good. It's probably not going to do Sean Marks, the president of the Nets, any good. And also with Russell Westbrook, who I actually think has played pretty well this season, but Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook had issues in the past. So with Kevin Durant already asking him to be traded once, is it something that they wanted to do? Probably not. Then if you get a third team involved, and a lot of people thought that third team would be San Antonio, but if San Antonio is going to take on Russell Westbrook's money for the last 30 games, they'd also say, well, give us a first-round pick. Now the deal gets a lot more complicated. And I think for the Brooklyn Nets, you get two players that can help you right now in Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. You get the future first-round pick. You get the two second-round picks. Now the Nets are in a position where you know they do have some assets where they could conceivably make a trade between now and Thursday's trade deadline. Because as you know, Dan, there's a, for them to make the trade on a Sunday, that tells you. They didn't wait till the last minute and say, well, let's see if we can get a better offer like they did with James Harden. They're thinking maybe we could do something between now and Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. As far as Kyrie's role with the Mavs, I know we look at uh, Luka and the usage rate, but is, is this short-term or is this long-term? I, I have no idea. You know, there is talk out there, well, if they let him walk, they'd be under the cap and they could maneuver and really get a lot of money to sign a free agent. I don't really know who's available this summer except for maybe Chris Middleton, who would be a good fit with Luca. You know, it's funny. So, you know, the word was yesterday, Chris Haynes had the, um, the tweet that Kyrie was ecstatic about the move. Then someone pointed out on social media that Gary Washburn, who covers the Celtics for the Boston Globe on August of 2017, had according to someone close to Kyrie, he's ecstatic about getting traded to the Boston Celtics. So, you know, none of that matters. And a lot of people, well, he's playing with a great player, Luka Doncic. Well, yeah, he's playing with a great player in Kevin Durant. The difference is, you know, Luka, a little bit like James Harden, a little bit like Trey Young, they got the ball in their hands a lot. Kevin mm-hmm. Durant isn't like that. Kevin Durant gets the move, gets the ball, he moves and he passes out of double teams. So, yes, they're both great players, and I'm of the belief great players will figure out a way to make it work. But we'll we'll see how that partnership goes. What about Durant's future? Certainly out here in Arizona, that, the speculation of maybe Phoenix would be involved in something there. But this uh, came up, uh, I think, a little while ago when there was possibility Durant would, would leave the Nets and maybe end up in Phoenix. Yeah, the only difference was last summer DeAndre Ayton could not be involved in a deal. And I think it's still a little complicated um, with DeAndre Ayton. But I think it's something where the Nets – if they're going to make a big deal like that, and the two teams that have the assets right now to really make it work would be Phoenix and Toronto. The Nets were close to a deal with Toronto last summer with Kevin Durant. You could always revisit that at the end of the season. Remember, when Kevin Durant has to be traded uh, last July or last June, he was under contract for another four years. He's now under contract for another three years. The difference was you knew that Kevin Durant, once the season started, would be motivated to play, and he'd play well, which is what he's done. If they didn't trade Kyrie by Thursday and Kyrie's out of a contract at the end of the year, what would be Kyrie's, you know, actions? And we've seen, judging from the past, maybe he would sit out game. Maybe he would have injuries. Who knows? So the Nets are still in a position where they got Kevin Durant under contract for three more years once the season is once this season is done. And those trades will still be out there over the summer. I think a trade, if it's going to happen for Kevin Durant, will happen this offseason. I find it hard to believe it's going to happen between now and Thursday. Frank Isola, he uh, works for the Nets, their studio host, also contributor to Around the Horn, pardon the interruption. Mark Stein, I believe, had the report that Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets, was not going to give in to Kyrie, that Kyrie's preferred destination was the Lakers. Do you believe that uh, that's where Kyrie wanted to go? Yeah, I mean, I still think teams have to make the, move, the, the trades that are best for themselves. And I think in the long run, I think the Dallas one – is better, but I, I I think there's a lot of truth to that because so many you know th- there's been a lot of bad blood between the Nets and Kyrie over the last few years, and I still think for Kyrie, you know he wanted to go to L.A. I think he does probably own a place out there. He has you know it's LeBron, it's the Lakers, it's the whole thing. Here in Brooklyn, you know he lives in West Orange, New Jersey. Which granted, you need a helicopter to, to travel from West Orange, New Jersey to Brooklyn to get to the game on time. But you know he is home. This was the team that he grew up uh, supporting. You don't go. You're not in Brooklyn anymore. 
you're not in L.A., you're playing for the Dallas Mavericks. So unless he gets the deal that he wants, three-, four-year contract from somebody, I think he he might have outsmarted himself here because I still think the best place for him would have been staying in Brooklyn playing with Kevin Durant. Yeah, it was all quiet. They were winning, and that made me nervous because I thought, this can't last. You know, it's like, God, nobody's talking about the Nets. All they're doing is winning, and uh, here we are, front page. Uh, I'll leave you with this. As a longtime NBA reporter, what does LeBron breaking Kareem's mark mean to you? You know, it's weird. It doesn't feel like it's getting that same buzz. And maybe it's just that numbers in the NBA aren't really the same as they are, for example, in baseball when someone's trying to break the home run record. If somebody ever came close to Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak, we'd probably feel differently about it. I think it says a lot about the longevity. But as people pointed out as well, you know, Kareem did go to college. So, you know, LeBron essentially got a four-year head start on Kareem. What's amazing about it for LeBron's point of view, you know, the guy, we look at him as an all-around player. We don't think of him as a scorer. And he's going to be the all-time leading scorer. And look where he is on the assist record as Mm -hmm. well. And he rebounds the ball. It puts him, I mean, you were there for every one of Michael Jordan's big games. I was there for a lot of them as well. For my money, I still say Michael Jordan, but I could understand why people would say, you know, LeBron is the greatest ever. And it's an amazing accomplishment. I don't think it's capturing the imagination of the country maybe as people thought it would. It's going to happen during Super Bowl week, which is probably an issue as well. If it happens against Milwaukee, it's interesting, Dan, because that's obviously the team that Kareem stayed on. If I were LeBron now, go into that game needing less than 10 points because Giannis Antetokounmpo might say he will not break this record on my watch. I'll guard him every minute he's out there. Frank, I keep saying I want the prop bet that LeBron breaks Kareem's record with his, his own version of a sky hook. Yeah, you know, well, you, well, you're smart about that stuff because I think LeBron – does have a sense for the dramatic. I think he kind of knew the cameras were on him when he was carrying on after that uh, that no call in, oh the, my God. in the Boston game. I have a funny <laughs> feeling he might regret that. I don't think I can understand being upset, dropping to your knees. It was a little much, but I think I think you're right. I think he'll know exactly how many points he needs and what it would mean to do it on this guy. Hey, one of Magic's most famous shots is the little baby hook that he had against the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. So LeBron would be smart to do that. Yeah, I was there. I was there for that one. Yeah, 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 I was there. You are history. Yes, I am old. (laughs) I'm old. I I don't mean it that way. (laughs) Yeah, I I do. No, I'm very fortunate that I I, I get to see, you know, players start their careers and end their careers. But um, it'll be interesting. You're right about LeBron. I I think he's the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, You know, in a one game, one uh, season or one series, I would take Mike. But that, you know, yeah. it just feels like we've gone out of our way to try to diminish what LeBron does. And you're right. This is quiet. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of fanfare there. I don't think the Laker fans feel like this is, you know, their guy breaking Kareem's record. I think yeah. they still view him as an outlier. He's a Cleveland Cavalier. Um, but uh, it's still an amazing. What he's doing at his age, if I look back on Kareem, Kareem was averaging, I think, 16 points a game at this age. LeBron's averaging 30. So he didn't back into this yeah. record. And, and I, I hope history shows that what he's doing. You know, this is, this is Brady-like to do this kind of damage at that age in that sport. Yeah, and I think you're right. And I just think the way the players take care of themselves, you know, Tom Brady doing stuff that nobody 20 years, 30, 40 years ago would have done. LeBron, the same thing at 38. I mean, you could even look, look at, you know, look at Rafael Nadal, and Federer, where they were still winning at a much older age when a lot of tennis players retired. You know, Leo Messi won the World Cup as the best player yeah. on Argentina, and he's played for a long time. It's just different today. For him to be doing it at 38, it's, it's, it really is amazing. Always good to talk to you, Frank. Thank you. Good, good seeing you. You look great in the sun. Keep it up. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. And that's uh, studio host Frank Isola, the Yes Network, and also contributor around the horn. Pardon the interruption. All right, best and worst of the weekend. Marv, I'm going to start with you. Your best and worst of the weekend. Uh, I'm going to go. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm going to go best of the weekend. I'm going to go. Dude, that's my to... best of the weekend. Do you want me to go to Paulie first? Go, no, no, I'm, okay. I'm here. All right. Best of the weekend, your boy Harry Styles won an album of the year at the Grammy Awards last night. I like the award, uh, the outfit he had at the awards ceremony. Did you? No. Oh, okay. No, no. Could you pull that off? Uh, no, I could not. Back in the day, I think. No, no. There was a window there. <laughs> How would you describe it? Was it like? Uh, mm, it looked like a colorful fish, but he was wearing suspenders. Like overalls? Yeah. 
but it was all kinds of colors. Okay. Yeah. He he could, a, it doesn't matter what was he, he was. shirtless? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, Overalls with no shirt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was, he was Harry Styles. Uh, what else? <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, other best? Uh, my UConn Huskies pulling out a oh, small stop. victory. They beat Georgetown. That doesn't count. It was, it was also surprisingly fun. Yeah. Uh, Todd, best and worst of the weekend. Best of the weekend. They lost by five to Indiana, Sally, but the seven foot four, nearly 300 pound Purdue junior Zach Eady, 33 points, 18 boards, three blocks. This guy's out of control. Worst of the weekend. I stuck it to the Rockets before. I'm going to stick it to them again. Score 121 points on Sally in Oklahoma City. Still lose by 32 with their 121 points. Houston's record went to 13 and 40. They're 5 and 22 on the road. Houston. Come on, Houston. See no counter. My best of the weekend is making it here in one piece. I was really happy about that. Uh, my even more bester of the week, though, is Kyrie. Like, he is my brand of difficult. You know what I mean? Like, I love the dude. I really do. And I just, I, I know that I'm uh, in the minority here with this one, but I love a dude who's just like, so I'm going to do what's best for me. Imagine that. What a novel thought. But he plays a I, team sport. Imagine I, if he was uh, one of the Danettes. And I, you're like, is Kyrie here today? No. Kyrie's here today? Okay. Yeah, I did, you know what? I don't know. For some reason, I'm just like, hell yeah, dude. Go ahead. Why not? Paulie, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, I am going to go with Indiana because that's what I picked, you know, for Purdue. Uh, for Indiana, they really getting back on track a little bit. Mike Woodson, great win. I, they, people are critiquing Indiana for storming the court after Purdue. Indiana fans don't want to storm the court anymore. They want to do have games like this on a more regular basis. Remember, it was I think it was like 11 years ago they beat Kentucky when they are number one. They don't want to storm the court. They want to be the team you storm a court against, but they're not there yet. Uh, worst of the weekend, don't really have anything. I would say the be- second best is the Pro Bowl. They turned that around fast. The Manning Brothers and Omaha Productions, they took a a, a turd, basically, what that game wow. was last week. That, wow. that was that bad last year. Cause wow. he, I'm okay with the Pro Bowl is non-competitive, but it was non-physical last year where they were holding each other. And they decided to stop playing mid-game. And they at least made it to where it was decent TV, especially for kids. Yeah, I didn't watch the previous year, but somebody said, somebody texted me, might have been Paulie, and he said, you got to turn on the Pro Bowl. And I've gone, there can't be any drama in the Pro Bowl. And and they were slow dancing. It looked like dancing with the stars. And I thought, oh, my God, what happened? And I don't know who said something to somebody where they go, hey, not tackle, let's just kind of hold and then maybe lay down gently. Yeah, We, Paul. we had someone on a couple weeks after the Pro Bowl. I think it may have been George Kittle. And you asked him, who decided – to stop tackling. He goes, well, he goes, we just weren't really getting physical early, and then everyone just kind of morphed into, hey, we're not going to hit each other, and we're all going to kind of agree to it. <laughs> and then that's how the game went last year, and then it was an opening for the Mannings. Yeah, see. But if you listen to J.J. Watt, how he was just talking, you think he wants to hit anybody more than he absolutely has to? At this stage of, of his career, no. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't want to. He's trying to do that as little as possible. Not like, hey, oh, an exhibition game for fun? Yeah, let's go do it. No way. But it's like they checked with everybody but the players. Like, we're going to have a Pro Bowl, and we're going to hit each other. You guys just, now we're adding a 17th game there. are going to hit. But like, go out there and hit each other again. The 17th game, I get. Like, okay, everybody gets more money. Are you in for that? Yeah, yeah. sure. But then the Pro Bowl part, it's like, uh, no, I'm going to go kill them, unless, tackle them. Like, yeah, unless you make no. it monetarily worth their while, then I, I don't put that on the players. Nah. Like, oh, you guys are competitors. Yeah, but we're also people. Like, you know, you know, we're not machines you just put out there. Yeah, Marv. Remember uh, Chris Collinsworth was just on the show, and he said he played 24 games. In one season. In one he season. Played, he played all the playoff games, the Super Bowl. The four preseason games, he played 24 games, and he played the Pro Bowl that year. Right, and I'm sure back then it was old school. They were, yeah. you know, like cavemen. Oh, we're going to go they all out. Yeah. yeah, the good old days. That's yeah. what football is for. Yeah. We're men. Yeah. 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 See? Yeah. Paulie? So next year you got to add new events for the Pro Bowl weekend. How about this? Players who have a beef, you do one of those dunk tanks. So let's say uh, a player has been traded, or a player like, like Kyler Murray has the ball, and some player who's not with him anymore, a bad mouth them, mm. goes in the dunk tank. And mm. it's like, settle those beefs in the dunk tank. How about like a, a general manager who traded you? Right. And then you... Uh, Suit and tie. Yeah, you throw him in there in the dunk tank. He's holding his laptop and it's plugged in. Maybe a coach that got fired gets... How about the coaches who got fired get to come back and then they put the uh, general manager in the dunk settle tank? Settle your beefs dunk tank, I like sponsored that. by Omaha Steaks. I like that. Yeah, more. Okay, yeah, with the general managers. Okay, you want to lowball me? All right, let's go. Dunk tank, or how about you know what? Uh, ball to the balls. 
Ball to the balls. Call the Mannings. No, you can't do ball to the balls. But, okay, uh, but think about if we did. It would be great, but I would do flinch ball, where guys are standing there with their hands behind their back, and then you you know, you know bounce the ball off the ground and just see if they flinch. Yeah, see. You know, I agree. Flinch ball is for the NFL game. Uh, NBA playoffs is ball to the balls. You're doing the uh, Pistol Pete warm-up. Oh, my God. smash yourself in the nuts. I remember we did that one time. These guys saw a video of Pistol Pete Maravich (laughs) where he takes the ball and throws as hard as he possibly can between his legs and catches it behind his back. And the Danettes go, we'd like to try that. And I go, no, you wouldn't. In, in lieu of trying it, I just no. punch myself in the ball yes. and cut out the middleman. I, I said, no, you don't. You don't want to do that. Oh, dear. It's, it's, it's gonna, if you, you don't how, know how easy that is for Maravich. All right, when we come back, we got something that's called a hot news segment. Special shout-out this week. So many great sponsors. King's Hawaiian and Traeger Grills. King's Hawaiian Rolls taste great. Traeger, well, they make everything taste great. Load up for the big game. Lots of King's Hawaiian Rolls and make sure to get a Traeger Grill. Miller Lite is the official beer sponsor of the Dan Patrick Show. Not only when we get together and enjoy a beer, we do it with Miller Lite. But the uh, Man Cave Bar will be pouring Miller Lite all year long. Panini trading cards. We love the trading cards. Seton gets the boxes sent to him, should be sent to me, and then we open them up. There's nothing nefarious going on there no. the panini trading cards pxg golf clubs yeah yes, send them right to me we are getting outfitted for uh, pxg clubs and woods this week also a big announcement tomorrow can't wait to play the new pxg clubs mercedes drive in style you can do that seaton did that and our good buddies at TireRack.com. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be thank you to all of our great sponsors Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow pro bowler, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, T.J. Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. 
I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. They say good things come to those who wait. The Mercedes-Benz SUV family proves otherwise. Takes no time to set up a test drive. Your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Before the break, we talked about a hot news segment. Did I do the right thing? All right. Paula, you want to explain your hot news segment, Did I Do the Right Thing? Sure, Dan. And you ever do something in life when you look back a couple hours, minutes, days later, like, Man, that was a tough situation. Did I do the right thing here? You want to run it past your bros. Like when I hired Marvin to take over for McLovin. Booyah. Now, you reassess that. I did the right thing. We'll get to that at a yeah, later time. I did the right thing, Marvin. That's the right answer. Oh, right. Thanks. first. Yeah. Now, Seton had a situation on the road. I don't know the situation. All I know is he, he goes, dude, I may want to run something by you. And I'm like, save it. Here you go, Seton. I felt a little Fritzy-esque in this moment, actually. But we at... We stopped off in Chicago, Brendan and I, went, the French kid, and we were driving cross-country, mm-hmm. and we went to the Bulls game. Uh, we took a buddy of mine, Patrick, so there's three of us that went to this game. We got to our seats. There were, uh, the row behind us had a man and two empty seats, and then the row in front of us had two children and then three different seats that were ours, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I sat in what were the next three seats, because I was going to let those two kids stay in that seat. They were clearly there with the man behind us, right? But when I got to the extra seat that I wasn't supposed to be in, there was a fella sitting next to me who uh, needed some more room, oh. so to speak. Okay. Okay. He's filling, filling in the chair, and it was very uncomfortable for both of us, right? I was stuck in like this. He was kind of like over here like that. And so I uh, said to the dad, hey, can your kids sit next to you so we can spread out? And so we, those kids were sitting in our seats. So I basically took our seats back and made those little kids move. <laughs> Did I do the right thing or was I rude? Well, they were your seats. They were our seats. And then, like, so in my opinion, I felt like a jerk because, one, the kids were on their iPads anyway. They were fighting. They are kind of being annoying, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, and so I was like, Dad, I don't even know why you got these kids at this game. But I felt like... The dad was just lounging, having his beer, and, like, he was living life large, but now, like, I was uncomfortable, and now this other dude next to me was uncomfortable, so... No, you did the right thing. But I feel bad kicking these kids out of their seat. Like, it feels weird to tell, like, a six- and a seven-year-old, like, kids, you gotta, like, get out of here. No way, you totally did the right thing. I I thought you were gonna bring up, how do you tell me that there's a dent in the Sprinter (laughs) van? Oh, you just blame it on someone else, that's what you do. Well, no, I, I overhear this story where Seton and the French kid are going, you know... I didn't. I wasn't driving. I wasn't driving. Well, how do we? We got a dent in a Sprinter van. Uh, it's not so much a dent. It's more of a <laughs> scratch, scrape situation. Um, yeah, you know what? We got out. We were getting gas in Texas somewhere, oh, and the I old walked. Getting gas in uh, Texas. Yeah, the old, <laughs> old, George, old gag. George Strait song. Yeah, getting gas in Texas. Getting gas in Texas. <laughs> Someone dented my van. Um, yeah, and I looked down, and I was like, "Oh crap, we're dead." <laughs> Um, so yeah, there's a little, I don't, I have no idea how it happened. I have absolutely no idea how it happened. I but, didn't get a picture from the road. I didn't get, we'll explain, hey, just a heads up. Okay, so we had a conversation about that while we were driving. Should we text Dan right now? Um, and I felt like, <laughs> no, why don't we just tell him in person? I'd rather not just but, be but, like. But you didn't tell me in person. I walked by you two trying to get your story straight. That is not true. <laughs> that is not true. true. This morning, not true. you, you are, and the French kid were right behind me, and you, I walked by. You are fibbing right I now. You know not, that that's not the you truth. Well, you tell him. No. You tell him. No, you said, uh, everything go okay? <laughs> no, no hiccups? And I said, well. <laughs> Maybe one hiccup. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Paul. I would have never told Dancy. What do you think? Dan would have looked at the truck, said it looks great, and walked over to the set, mm. and you would just blame it on people. And then when somebody notices it, Paul, I don't know. I didn't see that. Mm. Wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't me. Uh, James in Virginia joins us on the program. We'll sneak in here, James. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you for taking my call, brother. Happy Monday, DP Danette. Super Bowl week, man. Salute to the commanders. So we're going to make it a super call, man. Okay. I got the I got Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I think, man, we, we got to stop sleeping on this guy. Three bowls in five years, 
Wow, what an amazing player, man. Uh, my, my best of the weekend, I got to watch the 2000 Super Bowl champion, Baltimore Ravens 30 for 30. Man, those guys are the coolest, especially Goose, man. Rest in peace, man. That is my type of guy right there. And my, and my final best, me and my wife had our own Super Day yesterday, man. I called in before and said we're having a baby. Well, we're having a baby girl, yeah. guys. Just want to share that with you. Thank you, James. Congratulations. Ross Tucker, our good buddy, is going to be in the house. Join us on the final uh, final hour here in uh, Scottsdale. Hope you'll join us as well, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. One more item as we close out our two legacy box. You know who could use legacy box? Um, anyone who has stuff they want to ha- stay forever. How about J.J. Watt? Uh, I would say Ross Tucker, who joins us next hour, but I don't know if he had enough memories to put into a legacy box. I see what you're box. saying. J.J. and his brothers, the old oh, VHS tapes from yes. playing football in the backyard. Yes. Good-ass dudes. Yeah. That's a good-ass service, legacy box. Yeah. Legacy box from your first football game recorded on film or VHS to film that you sent to recruiters in hopes to make it big. Because J.J., he went to Central Michigan. Yeah, find that find that old team. Yeah, and then he transferred to Wisconsin. But if you put them all together, they do an incredible job. They're able to send you back all the memories, whether it's pictures, if it's videotapes, VHS, limited time of VHS, <laughs> Legacy Box, an exclusive $9 videotape sale, regularly $27. LegacyBox.com slash Patrick. Relive the glory days. All right. All right. <laughs> LegacyBox.com slash Patrick. Crushed. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.